0: Welcome to the Build and Inspire podcast. We meet incredible people building amazing things, so you'll be inspired to build what you're passionate about.
1: Where are you? Uh, Well, I just came back from a road trip across the country. I thought about you a lot because I kept passing by like campers and shit. Oh, really? Like what life would be like, like on the road. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I could do it.
0: But you, you took a car though, right? Yeah. But if it was a camper, that's totally different. You have your bed, you have a bathroom, right? Like, yeah. I, dro- I drove down to Florida, and I'm like, if I could just stop right now, take a nap, go to the bathroom, I'd be good. I wouldn't care if I'm in like the right. middle of nowhere.
1: Right. 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 I don't know. I think I would be. It would make me too lazy to like go anywhere. I'll just. Really? No, I'm just sleeping in the camper all day.
0: Well, the the only concern I have, and I keep thinking about it, is whether it should be one that you pull or the one that you drive. Yeah. Because I like the idea of driving one because I like it all being self-contained, going, if I want to stop real quick, just kind of just hop in the back, go to the bathroom, do whatever I need to do. Yeah. But then I'm also thinking, like, once you get to your destination, like, for instance, New York City, even, like, Denver – you can't really have them in the city per se.
2: Yeah.
0: So I'm like, would it be better to have one that I pull a car, well, excuse me, that I pull with the car? That's probably better. But then I'm like, oh, I kind
1: of like the I one. Know, uh, I think I feel like the campers that are like the big ones that you drive are better. Susan
0: yeah. For- but then you're lim- like, what happens? Let's say you and I decide to go on a road trip and we go to, I don't know, uh, New Mexico. Once we're there, we got to get around. So, I mean, we could Uber.
1: Yeah, uh, New Mexico. <laughs> oh, would <but>, uh, <laughs> Let's say
0: let's say you and I go to the Rockies or something. We got to go to Utah.
1: Yeah, you can rent a car.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the that's the only thing where I was actually thinking about having a motorcycle in the back in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, but then what are we going to do with our dogs?
1: I don't know. My dog's probably going to be at camp. <laughs> How is your dog? She's right. She's sleeping right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's good. to sleep. We'll be do that.
0: I know I I say this about a lot of my guests, but it's 100% true. i really excited to just have you on here, man. Like, you too. I, I could not wait to talk to you, and especially because I have not had a chance to actually taste raindrop cake.
1: You're, you know, your, your chance has passed. You should have jumped on it while the fire was hot.
0: Well, I could still order a
1: kit. You can, yeah. Right? But it's made by my hand, so it's a little, little special.
0: That, that is true. All right. So for people that may not know, what is a raindrop cake?
1: It's a, well, I think the quickest way to describe it is like it's a vegan jelly dessert. Okay. Um, do you want me to go into the whole background? Do you want me to just like dive? Look, we, we, yeah, this like is, we have.
0: This <laughs> is We have unlimited time. This is just conversation style. This has been recording since I turned
1: it on. Oh, cool. So I won't ramble until, you know, uh, you get to those questions. No,
0: no, I I have no, there's, there's, this is, this is just a conversation style. Like, yeah, just me and you hanging out, ask me questions.
1: Cool. Uh, cool. Uh, Yeah. It's a vegan jelly dessert is the best way to say it, but it's got a lot of, um, People like I think when people see it, they, it just looks so different, so they think it's really like very different than other things, or they think it's jello. It's one of the two extremes. Okay. Right? Yeah, so, I think
0: I thought it was jello the first time it, I saw or it.
1: Or it's jello, um, and it's really neither. You know, like it's not jello's jello. not vegan. Number one is not vegan. Um, I guess like if you don't care about that, then essentially they're both jellies. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, all right, yeah, they're, they're the same in that respect. Um, but I think the, the newness um, that people uh, appreciate of it is that it's made out of agar. Agar is uh, gelatin uh, based off of, um, what do you call it, sea algae. So it's an ingredient that has been used very commonly in Asia. So to make candy, sauces, what have you. Um, so that's why a lot of my customers who are Asian are just like very familiar with it. But I think in, in the U.S., uh, what I've come to found is uh, jelly as just a, as a food category is, mm-hmm. is weird to people, which was kind of interesting, which I'm sort of like playing off now or have in terms of like content. It's just like playing up the weirdness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's kind of
1: cool to, you know, um, play into people's appreciation of the weird.
0: So is, is that
1: naturally sweet? No. Um, you can, you can think of agar very analogous to gelatin. It's a thickener yeah. that creates, um, turns a liquid into a uh you know a solid and i think the uniqueness also was that it was clear so it looked like a giant drop of water in the shape <laughs> yeah that yeah. it, looks, it looks it's very unique yeah you know just like it was antithetical to what normally what foods are designed to look like like appetizing like you can you know this sure like, like a object that is, um, you know, more associated with, like, nature.
0: Um, yeah. Do you think that that helped in especially, I mean, you, you launched in Brooklyn, right? That's the, the first place you had it. You think that helped with, like, the demographic there?
1: Um, looking back, yeah, probably. Yeah. I, mean, um, I think me not being a chef or having a food background, I was really just, this, I saw this as it was just like as a side project. That was <laughs> nice to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, And I was really just trying to present something that I enjoyed and liked, you know, not purely from the food aspect, but just, you know, just cause it looked cool. Yeah. Um, but it was also a food and that sort of confused people, which is, I think a good thing, you know? Yeah,
0: no, I think it is a good thing too.
1: Confusion in the marketplace often gets a lot of attention. Um, so I think that's, was a big part of what drove, you know, sort of the initial like, uh, eyeballs from, from, uh, media and blogs. Movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just the, the complete uniqueness. Like I said, uh, I'll put a picture on, uh, on the link when I share this episode, but it just, you just see it and you're like, what is that? And for me oh. personally, I'm just like, what is that? And I want to eat it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and especially when you sprinkle, I, I actually saw a video, you made a s'more one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that one came out all right. It was like a, this weird combination of like, you know, s'mores are associated with fire and campfire, and then my product's associated with water. So there's these two sort of competing yeah, uh, you know, emotions in your head, and it's sort of like confuses your your brain when you eat it.
0: It's interesting you talk about Jell-O and maybe not being as popular, because I was listening to a podcast, I think Stuff You Should Know, yeah. and I think in the 40s and 50s or so, like Jell-O was like the thing to make. Yeah. They're like really they make popular. things with meat in it. Yeah. Like pieces of meat, like ham. I mean, we've, I, if you watch like old movies, you see them making it.
1: Like yeah. A casserole, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like jello casserole. Really popular. Um, I forgot. I read something that it might, I might be making this up, but it might've had something to do with like, um, just like, preserving like leftovers or something like that i don't know i could be making that up so. oh that's I interesting as that. <laughs> yeah. it preserving it like yeah. all right
0: this uh this tuna casserole is going bad let's put it in jello like yeah, let's you know, i don't
1: know I, I might be making that up absolutely
0: was, that's a, that sounds amazing though if it it's is
1: really interesting that jello was really popular in the 50s um, uh-huh. because like if you talk to like other food people who've gone around the world you know how yeah, we yeah. Think, like other people's food is weird. Um, yeah, well other people it's different. Think, oh, it's fried, different. fried food is really weird, but we fry everything, you know? Yeah. So Americans tend to like not like the consistency of jelly. Uh-huh. Things that are chewy.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, no, that's fair.
1: I heard a lot of people were like, oh yeah, I don't I don't do like, you know, I don't do like gelatinous things or it weirds me out. Um it's just like this weird American thing. We just don't have the taste for it. But like yeah. in Asian culture, like we have foods that are designed specifically because they have a nice... Jewelry. Yeah, yeah,
0: it makes sense. That's, that's interesting. I think uh, Americans are actually opening up a heck of a lot more to more international food. So sure.
2: I, I think yeah. that's,
0: that's an amazing thing. Because I, I personally, always, I always try everything and anything, at least once. Like when I was in Mexico City, I had crickets. Like I saw crickets mm-hmm. on the menu or grasshoppers mm-hmm. and I'm like... Let's do it. Is that That's another word? interesting thing. Like insects, I think most of the world, or at least a big part of the world, eats insects. It's just but truncant?
1: yeah, it's truncant, yeah, and,
0: and it's abundant and sustainable, and something that here in America we don't do, which is interesting. So watch, maybe, maybe is there like a raindrop cricket?
1: Yeah, cricket, cricket, raindrop. Cake.
0: <laughs> There's cricket. Uh, protein powder now
1: yeah i I, uh, I heard about that and it's uh it's kind of kind of pretty good product
0: yeah so you you and i met well you started in advertising and i think i met you really started working together at 360i halfway through your career because you've been in advertising for like 10 plus years or something like yeah, even started, by the time we
1: met yeah i started in advertising in um 2005 or six wow Oh uh, yeah, it's about 10, 12 years.
0: So I, when I met you, you were a digital strategist at 360. I We worked on Trident, Trident Global. Oh yeah. That was fun. Do you think any of that kind of stuff kind of taught you either when you were designing the food or definitely promoting the food or in both?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think like, I don't think my I would have seen the same success if it wasn't, um, for social media,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, um, there wasn't anything like that. Was like, oh, I unfurled this secret working in, you know, social media and digital advertising. It was just simply using those things as they were designed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that led to success. You know, I didn't do anything out of the ordinary, um, but yeah, my experience like working there like taught me some of those like basics. Like, okay, I should create an Instagram. I should create you know, um, get the dot com. I should connect them. I should, you know, post yeah. events. I should have really nice pictures, media planning, and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, basic stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it definitely helped out that I knew, you know, how to do that without having to like, think you know, put a lot of effort into figuring it out.
0: Makes sense. So when it comes to the actual product, did you, do you know how to cook in general? Do you consider yourself a good cook? Like did your family teach you how to cook? Uh, like,
1: no, nah, I consider myself a really bad cook, but interesting. Um, I know how to like. When I first was trying to reverse engineer this product, mm-hmm. um, so the background of how I got to this idea or how I even yeah, like please. knew about it was like in 2015. I'd seen like a article online about this water mochi in a small village in Japan. Mm-hmm. Zu Sinjin Mochi and I was like, oh, cool. You know, I would love to try that sometime. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about it. A year later, like almost a year later, I was <clears throat> at Christmas vacation at home and I was really like thinking about, it just popped in my head, you know, sometimes things that you hadn't seen. Yeah, yeah
0: just ideas. like
1: um, in your head. So that's what happened. I was like, being like, huh, I wonder what happened to that water mochi. I got <laughs> a here in the US. Let me just like look up to see where's the nearest place I can go because I, mm-hmm. I looked it up and really we ha- hadn't, you know, it hadn't like there was no new articles about it. It hadn't come over to the U.S. Like nobody really even knew about it. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, hmm. Well, I really still really want to try it. Maybe I'll just like make it for myself. It doesn't like it doesn't seem like that difficult. Mm-hmm. So that sort of began my process of like, can I figure out how to make this on my own? And you know, there wasn't any recipes online, so I just kind of like read about it and just tried to like it just experiment, mad scientist in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, and just like. I would call <laughs> Version, um, and my first couple of versions were all wrong. You know, I used um, agar. You know, I was trying the different types of agar, and then, um, and I just landed on a version that I liked. um, And who knows if that's actually what matches the other version? And I come to found out that they were different.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, Okay, that's that's interesting. Because I was originally going to be like, and you
1: were right, right? Um, And I think. You know, I took the approach of trying to make it as fragile as possible. Which, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was an intent on, you know, the one that I saw online, like, what
0: do, you, what do you mean fragile?
1: Like, I used as little as possible the amount of agar just to give it its shape, so that it was very fragile. So, like, you just touched it, it would just like dis- dis- disintegrate. Where where, where, where do you actually get agar? Uh, well, in the U.S., it's mostly sold in uh, health food stores, houses. Okay, in Or you go to like an Asian market where uh, it's pretty plentiful. Um, Interesting. But it's not something that you can go in a mainstream supermarket and just buy. Uh, Maybe now it's becoming more and more popular. Yeah. People know agar from their science labs because they use it in petri dishes. Oh, interesting. I didn't Uh, know any of this. have this bias towards it as it's not a food. Sure. Uh, It's it's just seaweed, algae.
0: Interesting. So so you discovered that... Well, that it wasn't for people's palates. Like, that's not what people were looking for. Did you discover that, like, in the initial stage before you jumped, you actually launched the business? Or was this, like, halfway um, through you selling it in
2: Brooklyn?
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. I think um, sometimes people think that I had this plan that I wanted to start a business. Yeah. Um, and it really wasn't. It was really started from... Um. Just frustration with you know myself and not doing anything significant, mm-hmm. My significant I, mean,
0: like, no, I was gonna yeah I was gonna say you've done i've it, personally seen you do a heck of a lot of amazing work I'm not just saying that like
1: yeah thank you, but like I think what I mean I, I think it's more of an extension existential question Yeah, i know i I get what you're saying a lot you know yeah. like you, you know what is the meaning of life type of shit, you know what am I doing here yeah. Like, what, what do I? Why do I wake up every morning? And you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was like, and, and the conclusion I had come to was that you know, like the thing that I like doing was like working on these like fun projects that um, just just ended up with in something, you know, making something. Yeah, yeah. And so I was frustrated; I hadn't made anything in in a while, mm-hmm. uh, and part of that was like a lot of fits and starts and just procrastination or just like not seeing anything through. And I was like, okay, um, I have a bunch of money saved up. I wasn't really spending it on anything, you know? Um, let's see, you know, another thing I frustrate myself with is that I don't have lots of obvious talents that I could just like go all in on. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not a great singer. I'm not a great artist. Like I, I mean- can't, I'm not a great musician. So it's kind of risky for me to be like, I'm going to go deep on this because, you know, that's, well, I've never had that.
0: Well, I mean, here's, here's what I'd say to that though. You, I think you have lots of amazing talents. Like you're a strategist, you're creative, you see a brand or you see an entity or organization, whatever, and you know how to promote it. You know how to make people fall in love with it. You know how to build brand loyalty, brand awareness, all that kind that's, of good stuff. Like, that's amazing.
1: That's oh yeah, yeah that's different i'm not denying that um which you know i think that's different from having an early identifying an early sort of uh yeah you couldn't draw or i couldn't draw yeah. like, I could, like, yeah. so yeah. but you know i think i forgot who who came up with this but somebody who is like a behavioral psychologist um no the girl who wrote eat pray love
2: okay she,
1: a pray love is about going out and finding your like passion in life and then pursuing yeah. that, like with all your heart. And so when she wrote that book, um, somebody wrote her a fan wrote her, somebody who read it, wrote her a letter, a very personal letter said like, you know what? I just read your book and I, you know, I, I know it doesn't, not everybody feels like this, but you made me feel very fucking shitty because. you. Oh, wow. Interesting.
0: All right. I didn't expect that.
1: Their passion but I've tried my entire life and I have not found my passion. So what are people like me supposed to do? You I, know, I, I know you're not doing it on purpose, but I feel like fucking shit. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's kind of how I feel, right? Like I see a world that tells you like, yeah, go find your passion. That's all it takes. And you go all in and, you, yes. and that shit happens. But you're correct. All the people. And so then the, the, the author of it revised her thinking about, how to think about it There are two types of people in this world. The jackhammers, mm-hmm. the ones that go deep, the ones that find their passion, you should just sure. jump, jackhammer your way in. And then there's the hummingbirds, which you just described and which I identify with, which is, I don't have, I, you know, I don't have, you know, I, I have some skill here. I have some skill here. It's how I put it together that yeah. results in something good.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it's, and I think society is getting better at this and there's a lot of variables from like the size of countries and the education system, but our education doesn't necessarily value that kind of thinking right now. Right. No. Like it's it's based off of standardized tests and music, science, this, like people like you and me or like just any entrepreneurial kind of person doesn't really fit into that system so much. Right. Cause I see a scantron. I'm like, yeah, but I could do this better. Or the answer would be better done if I had an essay that I could write. Right. But uh, it's not really set up like that. So i I like that you're saying this kind of stuff though too, because anybody could be listening to this that doesn't have like yeah. one of these quote unquote you know main talents writing singing all that kind of stuff, and be able to be inspired that they do have a different talent or a different way of thinking is a really positive strong thing to have so so wait so you did you launch and then you realized that there was not the palette for it exactly the way you made no, it I, I kind of knew ahead of time I knew oh, you kind of knew okay
1: yeah. I knew like people were gonna think it was weird but like it didn't care and this and partly you know partly why I enjoyed doing this is that um working in advertising I yeah. think is a process and there is a structure to like strategy and trying sure. yeah, yeah. to thing people will like um And it's sort of not normally a good strategy to put up something that you know people will be weirded out by or like, like (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's the difference between sort of like I felt like starting a business versus like I considered this more of an art project. It was, it was something that I was sort of like expressed through this product.
2: I like Um, what you're saying.
1: And the fact that I knew like half the population would not like it, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know. It just turned out that it was profitable, which yeah. is probably where the luck comes in. Um, but like, I don't know if I would advise anybody to, to to try to like start a business to base it on something that is going to weird people out and <laughs> on their kid's palate are, and then, you know, um, get them to try to pot bite, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think one of the things that just came to mind, do you think people... In our generation, kind of like knowledge digital workers yearn to like create something that's physical, right? I think I was having this conversation on a different episode of the podcast where I, I bought Legos mm-hmm. <laughs> the other day right? and I like started building them and i like, it felt so nice to just have it built, but like yeah. a puzzle, like I felt like I accomplished something and I could touch it, right? Yeah. And in the past before you know digital marketers and knowledge workers and all this kind of stuff and so let's focus on advertisers like madman days like there was a, a billboard mostly you could point to like that's there right and if i wanted to i could kind of go and touch that billboard right or i could pick up a magazine and i think do you think that we miss that kind of stuff because we create a lot but it's really cerebral or like you can't touch a strategy yeah right or like anything that we did on social media, which obviously I love all this stuff and it's fantastic, but I can't touch it. Like you can't touch a tweet really. And even though you see it, I don't know if it has the same impact. So do you feel that we yearn for that? And that was part of like, why or some of the the benefit emotions you've gotten out of creating raindrop cakes?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think like I got frustrated because I didn't see a connection between what I was doing, what I was spending many hours working on to the yeah. impact and the result. And you can point to in advertising, like the things you did had a result, but like, or like <laughs> how strong that link it comes back to me is what yeah. gives me fulfillment. Yeah. You know, I can work on, you know, I don't know how fulfilled you were on the Oreo blackout tweet. You know, you can point to like you were involved, but can you like, do you feel like you did that? You know what I mean? Like sure, real- get fulfillment out of that. Yeah, um, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's not how everybody thinks, but like I like, you know, I like to feel like I had a bigger impact on things that I get fulfillment out of. You know, when I just be in the room, um, and and try to feel the fulfillment. So like I was really struggling with that because I think that's how it links back to the physical thing. Like, sure. things in the physical have a higher, um, you know, ability to impact somebody.
0: Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And I think you mentioned this earlier on. To me, why I kind of went into entrepreneurship and I like launching businesses and doing crazy things with you and other folks and stuff is because I also want something that I could call my own. Like, I don't know, maybe call it like a legacy or something. Like, I like that idea. Like, uh, absolutely love, 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 love the Oreo blackout suite, everything I did on Oreo and the team. And that's fantastic. Right. But I, I think I did yearn for something that's also like mine. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, and this is even not even like me, this is agencies, right? Like Oreo, Coca-Cola. I mean, you name it, you name the, the brands, right? Anything, the positive that happens, the brand takes the credit for, even if it was the agency, right? Anything bad that happens, it was like, Oh, that was the agency. We didn't do that. Right. Right. And that's just the that's just the name of the game. That's perfectly fine. But Oreo's not mine. Right. Yeah. Whether it was the blackout tweet or anything that happened, it's just Oreo's not mine. And it's not really anybody's really. It kinda it's owned by the public. It's like Coca Cola is not really anybody's, right? It's just part of society and that's amazing, 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 especially to have the privilege to have worked on it, but it's not mine. Like raindrop
1: cakes is yours. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's your baby yeah, you grew up. It's a bigger sort of like topic of like um you know, millennials and young people or our generation and how they view uh work. Yeah. And like back to that existential question I started, like what the fuck are we here for? Like <laughs> we all saw, you know, like we're not just here to fucking like work yeah. for a company, make some money going on vacations and you know, I think we're all sort of like thinking that I think like a decade ago, there was a few people who we looked to and be like, "Oh my God, that guy's so rebellious, or girl, they're so rebellious." And you know, and it was not normal to be like, oh, "Why am I going to like, you know, like why would yeah, I yeah. pass up on a great job that you know paid six figures? Like, think about all that security that you get. You're gonna get now. Um, you know, I think more and more people think like that, and they're like, you know, yeah, you might be getting security, but what, what's this all for? At the end of the day."
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, I understand. I actually saw uh, Instagram picture. It was a salary is something someone gives you to give up on your dreams.
1: Yeah, isn't right. it though? I mean, yeah. you think about it functionally. That's always always think of thought about it, and I always try to get people to like think about it. Like your salary is just you just sold your time. You know, <laughs> nine to eight. Yeah, that's what you're selling. Um, you're selling. Yeah, you're selling your time, and that's sure.
0: So I I read this. Uh, a long time ago. Here's the thing. I think there's, I, I see what that Instagram post means. And I think it means a lot to certain people, but to other people, they are going to disagree. And I think that's 100% okay for them to disagree because happiness doesn't need to come necessarily from your job or necessarily one place, Right? it could come from multiple places. So there might be the person who's really happy that they're working a nine to five, that it means like they get paid and they have enough to like go out and be a tri laugh, triathlon runner, right? And that's what they focus on, or they get to be part of the volleyball team that they love, or they, they're you know what I mean. So I think, yeah. but that's it's not, it's not a it's 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 important not to generalize. Like yeah, that's what it is because maybe it gives someone the opportunity to you know have a family and have that sustainability of like I want to have ten kids and that's what makes me happy. So a salary. Can provide that
1: person with the dreams, right? As long as you look at a salary as something that works for you, yeah. You know I mean? That fits cool. your plan. you yeah, I mean, like, um, that, yeah. I guess like we are in agreement of that, and I think like the the thing that I think, I guess I was trying to make a point around was like when people don't view it that way, they they do. Yeah, it- no, I agree. I agree you know i'm like no you should like think of a salary as a as, a, as just like any other tool for life right yeah when yeah you trade your time for a lot of money and then if you can use that money to do something you should trade your time if you're just trading your time because you think it's the thing to do what the fuck are you trading your time for
0: yeah that that i agree with i think there's a lot of people in that bucket they just don't know they're just like yeah i have this job it's whatever
1: It's hard. like it took me a long time to to, to believe in that and um and you know what though like sometimes um, I, there's going to be a day in 2019 where I'm going to have to like go, uh, I'll, I'll run out of money. I won't run out of that sweet grain, raindrop money. And then like, I'm going to have to be like, well, Dude. Um, I don't have a choice. I don't have that luxury sure. to make that choice anymore.
0: Yeah. So don't worry. After people listen to this, the raindrop cakes, <laughs> like the sales yeah. are going
1: to go out the roof. Uh, the little bump.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, all right, so you designed it, you had the idea, you were inspired, you built something you could touch, something physical, something you could build a legacy around. Right. And, and this could just be one of the things you're building a legacy around. Right? Like I know you have hundreds of awesome ideas that you could implement at any time, but you developed it, you're in your kitchen in Brooklyn. How to go from now in your kitchen in Brooklyn to where actually where did you start selling it? Morgensburg was the first place. So how to go from your kitchen there?
1: Um so I think it's um uh, the way I was thinking about it is once I had it, you know, and and um I because I didn't have a plan for it, I was just looking at it like one step at a time. So once mm-hmm. I made one of them, I'm like, well, the next step is to share it with people. Yep. I can't really carry around like a like a made, you know, like it's better to have good pictures to share it around in like yeah. my mom and whatever and talk to people about it sure. than to have the real one. So I had I paid <clears throat> Uh, Ireland to shoot do a um, a shoot. Yeah, Ireland. Tim Ireland, one of our coworkers from yes. yeah. yeah. Um and he shot like all the photos that kind of like went around, you know, nice. to all the organizations. So, well worth, you know, that was a smart decision, on, you know, on my part, just to have high quality photos. Yeah, and, and in my mind, I was like, well, okay, what are the ways I can get this out to more people? I can do a pop up. I can partner with like a cafe or a restaurant, or mm. I can, like apply to this, smorgas- this food festival that I heard so much about, but never been to.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I think I went once.
1: Yeah, and I was like, and I pursued all three, like, equally, until um, Smorgasburg, you know, called me back for a audition. And then... Oh, interesting.
0: There's, like, an audition process?
1: Yeah, you you, you go in, you give them a tasting, they ask you questions about production, your history. Your, oh, wow, I didn't know. That. I mean,
0: yeah. I don't know what I thought. I, didn't really, I guess I never really thought about it. I figured you just pay money and you show up.
1: Statistically, they say it's harder to get into a you know Ivy League school, or it's <laughs> harder to get, into, you know, get in there. School, statistically speaking, but I don't know um, if that's factually true. Um, but they get like two thousands of application, only except like a handful every. Wow,
0: I didn't know that at all.
1: I I guess
0: my thought it was like, and I I'm obviously 100 percent wrong and feel badly, but I thought it was just kind of like a flea market, kind of you just pay and you get yeah. like a little stand and you're right. good
1: it's very limited space yeah and people who want access to their you know audience and that's a great benefit and then um yeah i did the tasting and it went like i mean i didn't have anything compared to it but i was just like yeah this is the thing here's the story behind it I like, they tried it they were like oh this is really different i'm like yeah i think you know this is really different too they asked me some like questions about can you produce like a lot of these if you like had a bunch of customers and i'm like yeah sure like yeah. <laughs> i didn't know you know <laughs> um, i could make a million yeah like and i had an idea in my head i'm like yeah i'll be like I, right. I just buy more modes and you just upscale
2: yeah yeah
1: man um yeah they basically told me i got in like that day um because at the end i asked them i was like so i know you're not supposed to or you don't usually tell people until like you had a chance to review, but they mm. were like, yeah, yeah, you're pretty much in. And I was like, oh, "Wow, okay. I have to like go from like making one to make, to figure out how to make a thousand. Sure. Um, and I did the math and I deducted that I needed about, I guessed, guesstimated needed about at least 900 for first opening weekend. Okay. Just make like 900 to a thousand. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I didn't have a kitchen at this time. So I made, I converted my apartment into a production facility. Um, and That's just, awesome. And then, I, yeah, I just like I, I had I got like giant Tupperware stuff tubs to keep them iced up. It, yep. just, it wouldn't all fit in my room. Yeah, I was gonna say, does it stay? Like, yeah, if in the right temperature. If it gets too hot, it will start to melt. But mm-hmm. it'll just start to evaporate in air. Interesting. Um, so I, th- I had to come up with a way to like pack it and get it to uh, stay longer. So that was like another innovation that um, you know no one ever talks about. But like, it's one thing to be able to make a couple of these. Like the restaurants and raindrop cake is a lot. A lot of restaurants and this is a different topic of like people using trademark and like once I popularized it, like all these other people who you know want to make a sale are 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 using it. And you know, and the food industry is really interesting because you can't copyright a recipe. Yeah, so like you can make a pizza, but you, you know. Um, but if you have, like, a brand name, like, you nobody know, can make a Domino's pizza, you know what I mean? Interesting. You can make a different pizza and sell it as Pizza Hut. So, what I really came up with is... I, like, I didn't know any of this. And ...the marketing of it, right? So, and of course, when something becomes trendy popular, they want their version, too. So, just like the Cronut, when the Cronut came up, then you had the Dosant, you had all the other... Yeah, ones. there's a million and one that's different thing. variations and stuff. Everybody can create a combination of donut and croissant, but you can't call it a Cronut. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts had one trademark for me and i don't know how i started getting down this line but like um oh i know how it was well, as far
0: as like how you started that you yeah. were finally in smorgas oh no, no no i got it
1: okay. yeah. so i was trying to speak about the innovation of like being able to like make store and transport a thousand raindrop cakes yeah um required me coming up with a special way to like pack it to keep it sheet and movement you know sensitive yeah um, And so I spent a lot of time trying to figure that out, um, as well. And I think that's what allowed me to like actually sell at Smorgensburg where it was hard for me to like, I didn't have, I didn't have a kitchen or a restaurant where. Yeah. It makes sense. Like a facility. Yeah. Like, you know, I had to like pre-make everything and then. Wow. uh, So that was a challenge.
0: See, this is my complete ignorance. Me just seeing it. I actually thought you were making them on the spot.
1: Yeah, a lot of people do. It's just unpacking it because there's a whole like process. Yeah. or completely surrounded in like cold water so that, you know, heat and movement. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but you can't because you got it takes a two hour jollification period.
0: Oh, I didn't know that either. I, I just thought like in just complete ignorance and not really thinking about it at all. It was like, I don't know, maybe you had like a mold or something. You cut it out real quick and you hit, give yeah. it to someone, maybe there was like a big block or something.
1: Yeah. That would have been interesting.
0: Yeah. So did you ever think about like scaling up and like, all right, we're going to need a facility. We're going to need like an industrial fridge yeah. and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Yeah. Eventually, um, I found a kitchen in Greenpoint, Magic City. And uh, yeah, once I got into a kitchen, it took me at my apartment, it took me five days to make 900. And then now I can make 900 in four hours. Oh, wow. Wow. So like That's the great. difference was just incredible, and I had you know proper storage, proper space. Um, so yeah, it's a complete day and night when you have the actual equipment and you can actually implement a process system into it. Yeah. Um, so it makes a big difference. And then um, I operated also when Smorgasburg went to LA. I went. We, we were oh, of, We were one of the first uh, brands to go out out there, and so. Um. Yeah, oper- and then I, op- I my brother helped me on with that team, and so I had cool. to like teach them how to make it, come up with their own process, find their own kitchen, mm-hmm. and then we were expanded to also doing catering and o- also other events. So that's we're amazing, in K-pop event, and there was one day where, um, this was uh, a complete boondoggle because we got invited to the K-pop festival. Okay, and the K-pop festival was Korean pop festival. Yep. And yeah. The- yeah hundreds of thousands of people there and they had a food area and so the fun funny thing not interesting not funny the interesting about smorgasburg and also the retail game food game like if you keep track of the numbers which i did um you start to see patterns and reliable patterns and how to predict things well i guess like Mm -hmm. any other set yeah yeah and so i was reliably getting like five percent of foot traffic at smorgasburg so i I had like a good way to like anticipate and forecast sales and so when i got into k-pop they were giving me numbers like oh there's going to be like you know uh you know 200,000 300,000 people going to show up wow And i did my research i was like okay yeah Yeah, mostly there for the k-pop bands and not food so the yeah but they got to eat (laughs) It was only like a fraction of that. So my 5% was going to be way higher. Ah. So I ended up forecasting like needing 4,000 raindrop cakes for that. And we only sold like 700. So we like... Completely stretched the kitchen that we were out to its absolute limits, and just yeah. made, it was four thousand raindrop cakes in like a couple of days. It was crazy, and then I had to like get rid of them all because. Would
0: you? Do, did you just eat raindrop cakes for like the next five months? Give them the family as gifts and <laughs> like no. it is stray dogs.
1: No, it's just you know. That also, there's not a lot of waste when it comes to raindrop cakes because yeah. most it is water and as long as you source your water from you know something yeah
2: really
0: clean reliable source yeah so let's say you gave me i bought one i went home how long would it stay in the fridge like without going bad
1: um it doesn't necessarily go bad because there's not a lot in it for it to like get bacteria i mean i guess it it, it itself is a petri dish yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but if you kept it like, you know, cold and everything and, and also surrounded by water so it doesn't evaporate, it could stay like over a week. I think uh, I've tested it. The flavor of the agar, I feel like, starts to change. Uh-huh. After a week in the
0: oh, interesting. Okay.
1: It starts to... Like soury you know, or like... Uh, just like, I think it, become, it becomes a little more pronounced. Interesting. More.
0: That could be a good thing, though. Um, Even fine wine?
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> There's only one way to find out. What um can you freeze them?
1: Yeah, but it just turns into a piece of ice so you can't defrost it. Got it, got it.
0: Cause I'm like thinking like different things you do. Can you like you freeze it into a piece of ice and then you make a mixed drink out of it?
1: Yeah, but that then it's just ice.
0: Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, I guess you're right, you're right, you're That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I just I just invented an incredibly yes. complex way to just make ice. ice with your product this is why i don't work with you at raindrop cakes <laughs> so you're selling them and this is um for me and i know nothing happens overnight right but i think one day i just woke up i went on social media and you're on and correct me if i'm wrong you're like on mtv you're yeah. like on today name them, name, the them, name, them. Yeah,
1: you name them yeah use were the yeah. two ones. Um, and then I got like, yeah, and then local Fox news came over like a couple of times. they loved me for some reason, um, and then a couple of shows that were like, um, I was at in l a uh home and family, okay, movie. so I did that one, and then a bunch of like web videos, but those are like the live broadcasts
0: that's and how did that happen? Did you reach out to people like uh industry wow. advertising connects, or people were just like, this is awesome,
1: uh, yeah, like organically, yeah, all of it were organic, <laughs> it was um. They, yeah, like you said that you know you said you said that things don't happen overnight. This freaking happened overnight. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I created that post. I had all the nice pictures and then I showed it out to everybody. I'm like, hey guys, I'm gonna be starting my booth this weekend at Smorgasburg. It'd be cool if you come by and like just you don't even have to buy anything. Just come. Yeah, just come hang out. Yeah, just just for the support. Cool. All right, bye guys. And then you know I posted it. And then, like literally, like the next day, uh, I get an email from Today Show saying, "Hey, we just saw it." Like, like, I guess the post had like two thousand shares or something. Yeah. And then I guess also people pay a lot of attention to what happens in Sporkesburg. Like, who are the new people?
0: Ah, uh, makes and, sense. Okay.
1: And then you know they see this weird thing, and Today Show like sent me an email saying, "Hey, do you want to like talk about your raindrop cake on live on?" Today of course. Show? Like, yes. Yeah um and then you know i think media begets media it becomes this, yeah you're right and i think the thing that we think in the advertising agency that we only have like a limited amount of time to talk about shit mm-hmm. um, we often underestimate how much time something's worth talking about in the media cuz from my point of view being the um you know the beneficiary of uh media um that was a solid 6 months of fucking Media. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, so, like, I would have thought like two weeks tops. Um, yeah, it was a solid six months that I was out doing like videos and interviews and people magazines. No, you you were everywhere.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like, and I love that. Obviously, obviously, seeing all this was every time I saw it, I'm like, dude, that's I know him. <laughs> we worked together. I'm like, like seeing you on all those major news outlets and everything. I was like, that is freaking cool, dude.
1: Were you nervous going on TV? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted to like be good. Like every time it was like a, sh- you know, that was like my shot to to get you know. More- <laughs> yeah. I don't think I like nailed that bad on screen.
0: No, dude, you yeah. you did
1: I fantastic. Did. You were awesome. I didn't make a fool of myself, but no, you I mean, were awesome. great. I also didn't feel like I like you know took a hundred percent advantage of it.
0: I I've seen a bunch of them, and especially. I mean, in real time, but also just preparing for this. And I don't think you did badly at all. The first time I was on camera, I actually, a lot of people don't know this. I auditioned for a tech TV show. I was going to be the host. This yeah, is going back like 10 yeah. years ago.
1: Yeah, I can see you being a host of something.
0: <laughs> I'm a host of this podcast now. Yeah, there you go. I know,
1: right?
0: Yeah. And um, I did it. This is back at JWT. So this is now, what, 12 years ago or something. I read the script, I memorized the script. I went in for the audition. They turned on the camera and I could see myself. And I'm like, <laughs> like, go! And I'm like, yeah, Leo, here are the lines. And I'm like, yeah, so tech the technology. And they gave me like a phone or something. <laughs> and they're like, all right, here, forget about the script. Just like sell, sell this. And I'm like, all right, cool.
2: Yeah.
0: This. I like the, uh, I'm like, I just forgot the English yeah. language. So it took yeah. me a long time to be able to yeah. talk on a camera like right now.
1: Yeah. No, I did get used to like being, talking into a camera and like being recorded. Um, bright lights. After a while, the bright lights. I don't know. Like, I think it's like, what? yeah, once you do forget about um, the camera in your face, once you see it, it's like, look, it's like climbing really like a large ladder, you know, like yeah, second yeah. Time is when you start getting nervous, <laughs> true. you start getting nervous. Once
0: you're up there and you're talking and you just forget about it and you're kind of just going off the adrenaline. Yeah.
2: It's
0: like when I speak, I'm always, I get off stage and people are like, remember when you said this, I'm like,
1: yeah, I feel like that nope. too. I feel like that. scene from <laughs> um, um, What's that movie where Will Ferrell, he just blacks out and he's just like um, old school. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and he's running a, down the street naked.
1: Well, we're, we're you know, it's about the uh, them starting the, the college fraternity.
0: <laughs> it's funny, I caught the tail end of that movie the other day. I don't yeah. remember it that well. well. There's a scene. I just remember him running was, down naked d- down where, the street. Where we're we're well,
1: They're being like quizzed on this thing, and they have to pass the quiz to like um, approve their fraternity. And then, <laughs> well, like, he's really dumb and shit, but then they ask him a really hard question. uh uh-huh, and he's just well, like. And then he he just says this like eloquent answer. And then he's like, oh, whatever. (laughs) That's how I feel like when I'm like on on camera, I go in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It happens to me too.
1: And I just, I start talking and then it's over. I'm like,
0: yeah, like what happened? What did I say? I have no idea. So like, so you're blowing up. People are going to your booth. Things are going really well for you. Now, did you think about now expanding into like a physical location, maybe like a, a shop somewhere in Brooklyn, LA, or really anywhere else that you could... Yeah,
1: those, those crossed my mind, but I could never make the math work mm-hmm. um, to, to seriously pursue it. Like, So yeah, I, I thought about it. A lot of people were like asking me about it. and um, And starting a shop to sell one trendy product didn't seem like a good idea to me i was gonna say new Um, york does it all the time it's like why have they done that like if Um, i was a bakery and i came uh up with a trendy product that's a little different but to be uh, a a person who doesn't have number one a background in running like a restaurant or a a cafe or something like that Mm -hmm. and has a trendy product to build then a sort of like a different business on top of that i thought was very risky yeah not know maybe i lost out on a lot of opportunity there but maybe i didn't you know
2: yeah yeah, know that's fair
1: but like from my math it just didn't make sense to do that um so I, I never seriously um considered it i think in my head going back to the whole like i was doing an art project not a business yeah yeah i really like had a three-year vision from this from day one which was First year was the first year I was just figuring it out. The second year was like, I needed a different version of this. I, I treated it like Apple. A lot of people um, were like, hey, why don't you put sprinkles on it? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And so I did that a little bit. That's why I did like the like the variations. But at the end of the day, I felt like this was more like, I was more like Apple where I was creating the iPhone. Yeah. i was a product for you to experience. And it wasn't like I'm trying to create a product like for you. Yeah, it makes like, sense. You Know and so I, I kind of that's why I, I didn't feel like that inspired or that interested to create different versions, even though mm-hmm. I like more that route because it made some sense as a business, yeah. But it made less sense if what I was doing was like, I'm this is just I'm creating like a, a product the way I wanted it to, to be presented. That's amazing,
0: that's yeah, that's
1: yeah. admirable, that's awesome, is irrelevant, um, yeah. but like. The, the end goal was sort of making an impact on some, on somebody. So like that's year good. two was to come up with a, could I reproduce some of my success with, you know, a different version or product. And that's what I came up with the purple raindrop cake. Mm-hmm. Well, I had my own principles about what constituted new products, mm-hmm. uh, which were only known to me, you know, I yeah. wasn't to, like, like in my head, I was like, all right, what are the things that I thought were unique to Raindrop Cake? What did I like about it? It was unique. It was Asian mm-hmm. attached to my heritage. It was something I'm familiar with, something I personally liked. It also introduced a new, uh, it also like weirded people out or introduced agar and jellies to an American audience, um, which I also liked. So Designing a new product, I was like, well, take those things, like introducing something new and Asian to people that I personally liked myself. Mm-hmm. Also had that visual quality of uh, raindrop cake. And so I ex- experiment with different uh, ingredients, uh, different. Th- I was thinking about sort of different things I had from childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I really liked, not from my own specific childhood, but I had, but in Filipino culture was, um, was um, um, ube. Um okay. And Ube is a purple yam um, that I love the flavor of, but it was also like a cool purple. They make
0: yam. ice cream out of it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. getting more, and more popular and it was popular, you know, when I came out with the purple raindrop cake. And so I used, I was like, all right, that's it. Like, that's the ingredient I'm working with. So I just figured out how to make a purple raindrop version of it. Wow. And then, like trying to come up with the with a, an accompanying side that, that made sense. So it was like making a raindrop cake version of a Filipino dessert that, you know, I really enjoyed um before. Um but also planning it differently and, and, and just coming up with like just a visually different product. And that became my my more popular product after uh in year two. Like in terms of sales oh, I've to, to, to one regular. Um because there was more flavor into it. It was closer to what people expected out of a dessert. They were less weirded out.
0: And especially American society
1: yeah. culture, yeah. And the raindrop cake itself was sweet. So There was flavor and it was sweet and those two things alone made it more palatable and less weird and more cool looking um so i think that yeah i think you know so and then so that was year two was trying to come up replicate some of the success using some of the same things but different and year three was well i don't want to do raindrop cake at the weekend food market forever and i want access to a larger customer base. This is where I began to think more businessy. Is like, how do I get this to more people? Online sales. And so, I wanted to come up with a kit. So, I was trying to develop the kit from year one.
0: Okay, so they, you, that was already in your mind. Because I remember, I was, when was I in your apartment last? I was there a couple of months ago. Yeah. I, and I saw them stacked up in there. Yeah.
1: And, you know, that was probably like, if I look back, I probably could have got the kits out a full two years earlier. Like I could have took could have took me two months to figure out the kids, yeah. but I just I I went down the wrong path and I just didn't spend a lot of time on it, and this and um I probably lost a lot of sales from it. Um, at one point I was getting thirty thousand, thirty thousand viewers traffic per a lot day, on the website, uh, just on per the day.
2: website.
1: Yeah, now it's like very very low. Um, yeah, without the media, like. But yeah. I lost but saw, it.
0: like. I saw a ma- it was a Mashable
1: video that came out like.
2: Oh
1: yeah, because yeah, that's the limitation, right? Yeah, um, that was that's a good video, good. by the way. Uh, was that? That was a good video, by the way. They oh, made. Thanks. The Mashable one, the one
0: that they made. Yeah, the one they made. They made like one of the, like they showed them. Wow. They yeah. showed like the making the kid and like having fun making it and all that kind of good yeah. stuff.
1: Sorry, yeah, sorry, I, I distracted you. <laughs> and um, what was I talk? What was I trying to explain? So that you could have done it much earlier? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But the reason I didn't was, oh, because I didn't think about it as a business. It was like a yeah. business. Manager. Yeah, it was like an art like project. Like a, a proper, like, how do I maximize the sales? I'd have been like, well, can, you know,
0: <laughs> Yeah, kit first, uh, brandy, and Oreo flavored.
1: Yeah, but no, it, it was just like, and also I think in my head I had it as a year three project, so yeah. I was also like not in a hurry to get it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah. By that way of thinking. I think I lost a lot of sales. It's like people, you know, looking back in retrospect, I mean, it doesn't bother me, you know? Sure. Yeah,
2: like, yeah. That's but that's
1: yeah. I mean,
0: your plan came out
1: the way you yeah. want. It. And I didn't, I don't have a four-year plan. Interesting. Know? Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, this being my, f- like, end of my third year, um, I'm just going to keep doing the kits and it yep. kits will be what it is. I don't have a way to evolve it. Um, yeah. But that's, that's okay because I, and you know, I don't want to like, I don't necessarily think everything has to, you know, go on in perpetuity. Like, sure. Yeah. It was a thing that I did that lasted three, about three years. And it was like a great experience. And, it, you know, I learned a lot from it and um, it's probably, you have more, a legacy. Uh, yeah, I guess. It, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I mean you're going to always be known for that. I think, are there yeah. any competitors out there right now?
1: No, not really. Actually, you know, um, think about, you know, that's a different topic. Like, I used to get really, like, like, oh, they were stealing my idea or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, like, especially since I don't make, you can't buy a raindrop cake that I make anywhere because I don't have a restaurant. Yeah. there are other restaurants. I was thinking, actually, like, well, rather than be like, oh, like, I can't believe they're just, like, using my brand name to sell, I'd just be like, maybe I could highlight them. And yeah, yeah. Who can Since I'm not making it, like, I don't care if other people do, you For know? Sure. Um, and just direct people to, and just that's what I can turn my Instagram page about, you know, since I've really gone dormant in that, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you have like 10,000 followers on there too, yeah, I saw. You know,
1: it's, it's like I shouldn't waste the attention that people have given me, you know, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to like figure out what I should do with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you have such a unique story, such a unique product, and obviously it's something that people enjoy. So I, I think it's fantastic to start promoting it a bit more and connecting yeah. and, and also like you mentioned like from the very beginning, introducing people that never had the opportunity to try different types of foods, mm-hmm. right. Or, or were too worried to try different types of food or didn't want to try because of like you said, the consistency. I think, I think it's awesome to connect people with that and help evolve people's palates and views on what food should be like and yeah. what it shouldn't be like. And, yeah, something so unique. How, much, how many actually come from the, the kit?
1: Um, you can make six, yeah. Um, you could probably make more. I, I put extra agar in there so people can, like, travel, But, like, I think, like, in terms of the sides, that's the thing that limits how much you can enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they're not, they're not difficult to make. Um, I think, like, it's just difficult in terms of gathering the different ingredients because they're not – you can't just go to, your, like, your regular supermarket to, you know, buy everything. Interesting.
0: So, all right. So now it's online. Where can people actually go buy it?
1: Um, I think Amazon's probably the best place. Okay. Raindropkick.com. But I I mainly deal with Amazon in terms of, um, you know, fulfilling orders and all that
0: stuff. That's amazing. So do you think uh, this is really going to help you also like any kind of marketing work you're doing and something you've learned by being an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. I think like starting a brand, um, operating a business, and then, you know, I think working in advertising, we only see one part of it, which is the marketing side. And mm-hmm. I've operated a business now um, where I have to think about everything um, from branding to marketing to PR to operations to sales. Yeah. Uh, that how little like marketing is in terms of concern for yeah. A business.
0: Yeah. And so, you have a good product.
1: Yeah. So we, sometimes when we talk to, clients you know like they probably have so much more other worries than just like the marketing
0: well that is true yeah i mean they're worrying about packaging they're worrying about this they're worrying about that sales um so i always ask before i let you go i always ask this question because obviously the build and build and inspire website podcasts blog all that is to inspire people to build their own businesses and do the things that they want to do in life right but it doesn't come easy all the time. And I think we focus too much on like hustle culture and like just always do it, get up and like, just fight, 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 work, 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 work. I wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and I work until like three o'clock in the afternoon and then take like a two minute nap, like some crazy stuff. Like, but the reality of it is we're all human. We're not machines. And sometimes you wake up and you're just like, like, I don't feel like doing this, even if you absolutely love it. So how do you get through those days?
1: Is it just? Yeah, um, I I guess like it all goes back to like, um, you know. I think when I started talking about this, I talked about like existential crisis, and yeah, you know, I think we all sort of have. We're all trying to answer this question of like, what am I doing, and like, what's worth doing? Yeah, I think trying to understand uh, why you you do the things you do is. Then do the things that line up with the why's um, is 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 going to be a thing that makes it a little more fulfilling, so that you don't you know like if if that was lined up like then I wouldn't have a problem waking up every single day. Makes sense. Those things. It's part of you now, yeah. And I think for me, the last three years, I I knew the why, which was like it wasn't raindrop kick, but raindrop kick was the vehicle that carried my why. Um, now like once raindrop cake became sort of like a, I think my why was really like making an impact and just sharing something that I enjoyed with other people and just well mm-hmm. like, you know, having something that they enjoyed. And that was a good solid three years. Now, you know, that's why it sort of lost its, you know, in, in, you know, impact on me. I need a different, or maybe the vehicle has lost the impact on me. Right. So yeah. I'm yeah. able to do that. Um, I'm looking for a different, Vehicle, you
0: know,
2: I
1: mean,
0: that vehicle could be a motorhome. That vehicle, (laughs) it could be a a physical thing, but also it can be. (laughs) So, just as a full recap, before I let you go, and again, thank you for for being on the podcast, man. Now, people could go buy online on kits, and you ship anywhere in the United States, or you ship internationally.
1: As yeah, well? just in the U.S. now. I, I ran into a lot of trouble shipping things internationally, so... Okay. I can stop that. Um, but, yeah, just do anywhere in the U.S.
0: That's awesome. What's the website and the social media?
1: Um, raindropcake.com, on Instagram, on Facebook. And then you can also search that on Amazon if you're so inclined to purchase it.
0: I love it. Go buy it, and uh, hopefully we could get a little coupon code or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I can give you and your your followers or listeners a coupon code. That'd be
0: awesome, dude. But, uh, I'll put it in the link. All
1: right. Yeah. Let's do that. I will like make one and I'll send it to you.
0: I absolutely love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Later.